Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Network Chuck. Can everyone hear me okay? Am I good? Let me know real quick in the stuff below. We're on side. Can y'all hear me? Cool. All right. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so I, I wanted to uh, do a quick live stream on this. Um, this is day nine in the contest. I will be giving away, before I start, a subscription to davidbomble.com. I'll give you a little more information on that here in a moment. But first, I wanted to talk about network engineering in general. Um, do we have any kind of uh, job security? And, and calm down, Jordan. <laughs> I haven't given you the hashtag just yet. <laughs> network is not dead. Not a bad hashtag, but I'm not using that one. Nice try, though. Uh, so I get this question so much. I think I've answered it like four or five times just in the past week alone. But do network engineers have a future? Because we hear about all this automation stuff. We hear about all this programming. And, and, and pretty much everything we do in networking is changing just a little bit. So we're, the CLI, the command line interface, the, the main thing you learn when you get your CCNA is supposedly going away. Is that actually true? I don't know. What do you guys think? I um, When I went to Cisco Live, uh, this was the big, big thing, right? Like everyone was like, oh, yeah, I, I even have a T-shirt. You probably see my T-shirt. It says Cisco DNA in the front. On the back, it says uh, API is the new CLI. If, if you don't know what API is, it's a uh, programming application programming interface, right? Yeah. Um, but however... I, th I think it's just a bit, a bunch of marketing terms right now. I do believe eventually, somewhere down the road, we will all be programmers. In, in a sense, not like we're not going to be developing software and 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 being full comp sci kind of guys, right? We're we're, we're going to know scripting. We're going to know Python. I think Python will be the main player. I mean that that's been the guy that's been popping up mainly for the past I don't know two three years. Uh, Cisco has a lot of support for Python, but anyway. Why do I think that network engineering has a future as of now, right now? Well, I guess the big thing I always think about is IT has always been changing. <laughs> I mean, for us right now, we're thinking, oh, and especially people just now getting into network engineering, we're thinking, oh my gosh, uh, everyone's saying that I have to learn programming now, but I don't, I'm not even learning much programming in my CCNA uh, certification exam. So uh, am I studying the wrong stuff? Hey, IT has been changing for a very long time. What network engineers do today, they did not do at all 20 years ago. So it's it's constantly evolving, constantly changing. You ask anybody who's been in IT for a bit, it's it's just something that is a, is part of the game. Uh, I don't think the change we're going through right now is any bigger than the changes that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So I wouldn't freak out too much. I'll answer a quick question from JT. Where do we learn about Python? Uh, there are so many resources. I do have a, a link on my site. In fact, let me let me grab it for you real quick. I think all my resources on there are pretty up to date. Uh, but yeah, there, there's so many resources to learn Python. There's really two ways you can go about it. You can go about it uh, as just learning it as a language. So learning Python from scratch just as a general use, general purpose language, which I think is a great way to do it. Or you can learn it just for network engineering which David Bombal has a really great Python for network engineering. That'll just get your, get your feet wet. You can get right into the CLI, 
or not CLI, right into the programming and start programming parts of the CLI, which is pretty cool. So let me, let me grab that link for you real quick. And then I'll also link uh, David Bombel's Python course as well. I've used that and it's, it's amazing. I'm going to browse it here again. So that's a great question uh, from Demir. Our, I think I said your name right. Are uh, Python certs coming for Cisco? I did ask them that. That was one big question I had at Cisco Live because I'm like, okay, I want to learn Python, but I also love getting certifications. Are you guys going to have a certification for me? Because that's what I really want. And I don't think there's going to be one anytime soon. It's just hard to do. Python's a big language. And it's hard to certify on things that are, you can't really, there's not any one task or thing you can learn <laughs> with this programmability. There's so many different things right now. So they're all kind of just grasping and trying to figure it out. Uh, so let me, let me grab that Python course link for you real quick. But so that was my main point, or not main point, first point, and why I think network engineering is going to be around for a bit is that IT has always been changing, always. And uh, anybody who's been in IT for a while knows that won't change. <laughs> um, the other part, and I, I wrote a few things down. Let me see here. Um, the other thing, and this is what cracks me up. So. Everyone's screaming automation. Every every big Cisco person you know is like, okay, we're automating, we're automating, we're learning Python. But I visited one of the companies I used to work at uh, last week, and they're they're a small to medium sized business, almost in the large uh, size. And I said, hey, are you guys doing any network automation? And they're like, no, we're not. In fact, they're not really doing much more than what I left them with, uh, which is not a bad thing, but I think yeah. If you're if you're a large enterprise, like if you're cutting edge, I mean, if you're <laughs> just a like Starbucks or if you're Netflix or Google or Facebook, you've got a huge incentive to automate your network because it's you're always adding stuff to it. It's so big that it's become a huge administrative burden. Uh, and then so dropping a ton of cash on any kind of network automation tool isn't a big deal for you. You get a huge IT budget. However, when you look at the small to medium or even just the large IT space for, for those kind of companies, they're going to need us. They need network engineers. So just, just looking at that fact alone, you're still going to encounter a ton of people who need good old routers and switches, just like we, what we learn about in the CCNA. So I, I'm not worried about that. And, and another reason why I'm not worried about that is when I do my research, and I'm, I'm always, I always look at job searches, you know, even though I'm not looking for a job. I just like to know what's going on in the market. I'll, I'll search for, I'll do or CCNA as a tag, I'll do network engineering as a tag, and I'll just see what, what's out there. And there's still a ton of jobs. I get calls, probably two or three calls every single day, some for network engineering, some for Cisco Voice. It's, it's out there, and they're looking for people, and I think we're going to be okay for a while now. Uh, see, there's any cool questions here in the, just the bottom of the stream here. Um, that's a good question from Demir. Should I take a pay cut to become a junior network admin to get a foot in the door and he makes good money now? That's a great question. Should you take a pay cut to go do a job that has more opportunity? That's a tough one. If the pay cut is significant and you've got a family and everything and responsibilities, ooh, I, I would say no. But if you can stomach the, the pay cut, 
I would do it because the opportunity I think is way more valuable than the the small amount of money you can be missing out on for the next, I don't know, probably six months. Ah, super chat from Sikuru. I don't know how to say that name. Thank you so much. And let me see. He he says, I got a CCMP back in 2016. Um, He said, a crossroads of getting a CCIE or learning Python. Should I go deep with CCIE first or re-up with T-Shoot and aim for Python? Um, I guess it depends on where you're at. Uh, And I know for myself, I I can tell you right now with the way I think about it, I'm not going to get my CCIE. Uh, after I get my CCMP, I'm not going to go for CCIE. Uh, just I don't, I don't see a lot of value in it right now. I think it's it's such a prestigious cert, and if you get it, you it really proves that you know something, and you're, you'll be valuable to any company you go to, and you'll make a ton of money. However, I think you you can do the same thing with a CCMP and some experience, or CCMP and learning some Python. So should you go for your CCIE or should you get Python? I say go Python. I say learn some networking. I say maybe diversify your skill set a bit. Look at some cloud technologies. Look at um, uh, AWS. Maybe uh, go to another track. Like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say go T shoot again. I would say maybe look at CCMP security. Just diversify a bit, and that way it'll recertify you. So yeah, I'm I'm always against recertifying your or renewing your cert with the same cert. No, let's broaden out that knowledge. Unless you're really rusty on stuff, then yeah, obviously you'll be relearning things, but. I always learn something new, but yeah, right now, if you're, if you're going to be working for like a VAR uh, value added reseller that, you know, is constantly reaching out to customers and, and they, they, they pretty much pay you to have a CCIE so they can maintain their Cisco gold uh, partnership. If you want to work for someone like that, yeah, yeah, I think it would be extremely valuable, but if you just want to be dynamic and useful in the marketplace and you want to um, get some of those cool new roles that are actually using network programmability and automation. Yeah, yeah, I'd say learn Python instead of CCIE, because uh, CCIE is a huge, it's a, it's a huge endeavor. It's it's so different from CCMP, so much more in depth, and it takes a large chunk of your life. Um, so so that, that's my advice. Uh, you you go either or, you're not going to go wrong. Trust me, you'll be fine. But I think uh, right now the skill set that's going to be more valuable will be learning Python or cloud technologies. Uh, so, anyways, I was I, I was kind of off on a tangent because that was distracting, but I love answering that question. Um, so the other thing with network engineering, is it going away? I I don't think it'll ever go away. I think it will for sure change. It's always going to change. Um, and some of the roles are going to start, um, being more combined. Like maybe, maybe you won't be called a network engineer anymore. I'm, I, I, I think that might happen. I think you might be a DevOps engineer or some new, some new futuristic term, uh, but I was reading an article today, and they, they kind of uh, gave this comparison. Like, like right now, you used to have a person on a company that would do SEO, you know, search engine optimization, and then you'd have a person that would build websites. You'd have a person that would do social media. But now that's all one person because all those technologies, all, everything you had to know to be able to do all of that has become easier with better UIs, and it's more automatic. So you might have one marketing person who's not very technical that can handle all of that. Like for myself, I mean, I handle my own website and stuff, and I handle my own social media, and I, I don't know any, any any web programming. I know a little bit, but not enough to do anything. So it's kind of like that. Like network engineering, you, you're you still going to need to know uh, the foundational topics. You're still going to need to know the, how networks work, but you might absorb different roles. You might have to know a bit more about cloud technologies. You might have to know some scripting, uh, some Python. 
It doesn't mean you're going to be a full-fledged developer. It doesn't mean what you fundamentally do is going to change drastically. It just means you're going to have to pick up some new skills, which if you're in IT, that's what you should be used to already. And if you're not in IT yet, that's what should actually inspire you to want to get into IT. It's always changing, so you'll never get bored. You'll never get stagnant. Uh, let me see. And I, I was thinking about this today. Uh, th this question comes right after people ask, is it still worth it to be a network engineer? Is it still worth it to get my CCNA? And it's the same. I answered this question in one of my videos when I talked with uh, Hank Preston over at Cisco. Hank Preston is the network programmability guy over at Cisco. He leads all the uh, teachings on that. Um, he actually uh, did a course on Cisco DevNet, how to get into the network programmability. And I, I go through every once in a while just to refresh my own knowledge. Uh, but I asked him that. And he's like, no, no, you, you need those foundation topics. You need to know the CCNA. Because even though some of those things are being automated, you need to know how it's working under the hood. As, um, they always say, they always give this analogy, like uh, before we had um, the ability to like quickly diagnose cars with those, uh, what are those things called? Where you just quickly plug it into the car and you can get the, the codes of what's going on. Before you could do that, you, you had to have a mechanic work on the car for hours and hours and hours to troubleshoot what was going on with it, what was going wrong. Now we can just plug in something and it'll automatically tell us what's going on. Well, that's kind of what we're doing with network automation. We can quickly plug in something, it'll look through all the data, parse through all the data and tell us in, in layman's terms really easily for even like a, a level one tech, what's going on with your network. But you still need those guys who understand how it works at the lower level because it's not perfect and something might go wrong or it might be a high level issue that you have to solve. Uh, so anyways, I kind of went off on tangent there. But uh, so this question comes up, is the CCNA still worth it? And I, I go with this. When you're going for certifications that are current, so the CCNA, whatever version is current right now, if you're going for that, I think you're fine. I think if you just go for the latest and greatest certifications, you're going to be okay. Cisco, I believe, and they have a huge incentive to, to do so when the market changes, when network engineers need to adapt, they are going to adapt their certifications to match what the market needs. So I, I feel safe. I feel okay with the fact that. What, whatever CCNA versions out there, uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna rev it this year too. Who knows what they're gonna add? You know, they keep removing the old technologies we don't use anymore. That makes sense. And they're adding in new ones. They're slowly starting to add in network programmability. So I think if you just stick with what the market's doing right now, if you pay attention, you're gonna be fine. Just don't be stagnant. So yeah, get your CCNA, get your CCMP, and keep your head up. Keep looking around. I did have another. Point, I think let me see okay so here's my other point and uh, this is what a lot of people don't get when they're first studying for their CCNA or CCMP and they don't have that IT admin role is that when you get into a role I, most of the time you're not going to be doing just what you learned at the CCNA <laughs> I mean when I when I had my CCNA and I was a network admin I wasn't doing just networking like I was doing a ton of different stuff. I was managing Windows servers and learning about terminal services. And, and I was learning about Microsoft Exchange. I mean, it just, you might be in a role where you have to do a lot of things. And I think, especially now, when you might get your first role as a network engineer, or you're thinking about the role of a network engineer and where you're, where you're going to be in the future, when you get in that role, it's, it's going to be different from your CCNA. 
It just will be. And you're going to learn new things and, and you're going to you're going to get into the job and do things that you don't currently already know how to do. And that's fine as long as you just learn to adapt. So I think if you just keep your head up and, and whatever role you get, whatever job you get, uh, if network programmability starts to become a thing, most of the time your job wants to keep you on and they want to teach you. Or if you notice that your company's looking at network automation, well, then start learning network automation. I mean, it's it's you just need to be able to keep your head up and learn and adapt. I, I think I saw a phrase today. I, I wrote it down. Um, just embrace and learn. Don't be afraid. Be, be that guy who is willing to take that take on that new project with that new technology, and you'll be fine. Embrace what's new and learn everything you can. So, I, I mean, I always tell you, ne- never stop at any one certification. Never stop at the CCNA. Don't stop at CCMP. You don't, you don't have to go to CCIE. Just keep learning different things. Go to different CCMP tracks. Go to c- different CCNA tracks. Go to AWS. And that's the other big thing, too, is um, network engineering. The, the big thing that's changing is th- there's more infrastructure going to the cloud. Um, a lot of the old companies I used to work for, they're putting more stuff into AWS. What does that mean for us? Well, it means some of the routing and switching that we know and love, some of our hardware devices aren't going to be needed anymore. It's going to be up in the cloud. We just have to learn some some AWS. That's all it is. <laughs> we love technology. We love routing and switching. And really, when you, when you think about all these new technologies, especially like learning programming and scripting and Python, it's it's really not different from programming in the CLI, from writing CLI commands. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, you're not a software engineer. But when you're writing in the CLI, you're, you're programming a router. You're programming a switch. So I, I don't think you should be afraid of it. It's not a big deal. But anyways, that was my two cents on the future of network engineers. Yes, there is a future. No worries. And uh, the role will change. It definitely will, just like it always has. So don't freak out. Don't be scared. If you're going for your CCNA, keep going. And you know what? If the industry changes, the CCNA will too. Don't worry about it. So before I look at any of these comments and answer a few questions, um, we do have a contest going on. So first, I want to do the drop a bomble contest. Today, we are giving away. What did I write down? Uh, we are giving away, oh, CCNA Packet Tracer Labs. Speaking of CCNA. So if you don't know David Bomble, he's an amazing guy. Um, he's been doing Cisco forever, and he's been teaching for a long time. So he's got amazing courses on Udemy. And today, we're giving away his Packet Tracer Labs, which he just he does his whole CCNA lab course uh, and, and it's, it's Packet Tracer. It's amazing. It's easy to follow along. So let me give you the hashtag so you can win. What's not that one? Stop trying to guess it. I'll type in the hashtag. The first five people to enter the hashtag after me will win. Are you all ready? <laughs> Seriously, how do y'all do it so fast on all the other videos? I mean, I'll, I'll try to choose the winners, and it's like milliseconds between who wins. You guys are ridiculously fast. And I don't know how you find it in my video. Let me know how you're finding it, those who win. Anyways, here it comes. I think I typed it right. All right, first five. Ready, set, go. Oh, Gio, you've already won before, haven't you? No big deal. You can still win. <laughs> All right, I think we got our five winners. <laughs> The embrace and learn wasn't a bad hashtag, but we didn't do that. All right, so we got our winners. And um, 
before I go into any questions, I do want to mention David Bumble's uh, subscription. So I, I give away a lot of his courses and they are his individual courses. But today I'm giving away a subscription to his website, davidbomble.com. Um, I'll just drop it right here. Davidbomble.com and I'll, I'll drop the uh, contest link so you can go ahead and start entering that if you want. And I'll drop a link to the Packet Tracer Labs in case you want to pick it up. Because I think Udemy is doing a, a sale right now anyway uh, for the uh, for Christmas. And I think it's like 10 bucks. So 10 bucks to supplement whatever CCNA training you're using right now. That's that's not a big deal, right? Anyways, <laughs> I'm broke and need free stuff. Well, hopefully you win this one. Um, so David Bomble's subscription. It's all of his courses in a, uh, that he he's ever done on his website. I think it's over... He's like 48 courses right now and then whatever courses he creates. So you get access to that. And then also, I don't know if you, if you follow David Bombo, if you subscribe to him, he recently did this really cool thing and I'm still like really curious about it, but basically it's called live labs three. That's his new thing. And it he gives you the ability to access real routers and real switches. So like, you know, packet tracer is just a simulation. GNS three is an, uh, is an emulation. You're using real iOS images. But David Bomble's Live Labs 3 is actually on real hardware. Now, you're, you're not you know, going in and plugging and touching the router and smelling it and all that stuff. Uh, but you're accessing uh, through HTTPS, through his website, a bunch of routers in a data center. And it's really cool. So you, it's, it's like GNS3 has the same look and feel. You can click into a router, telnet into it, uh, configure it. There's a topology. And it's wild. So you're accessing real routers and real switches. Uh, you can jump into, I think he has Ubuntu station or Ubuntu, I don't know how you say it, uh, um, uh, computers you can jump into and, and do all your labs. So he's, he's got these labs built out and they're real routers, real switches. It's really neat. So part of his subscription, if you're subscribed to David Bomble, you get eight hours a day access to these labs, which if you're labbing for eight hours a day, you're awesome. <laughs> I've never labbed eight hours in one day. Uh, so it's a cool idea. So I am giving away five subscriptions to David Bomble's uh, website, which includes those Live Labs 3. So that's really, really cool. Uh, um, you can enter the link. Uh, I just dropped there. It'll be in the description of the video if you missed it here. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, also, I want to mention that I haven't announced the uh, winners the last like two videos, I think, because I've been like super busy. This stuff takes time. So I will have those announced. And uh, I do want to mention that tomorrow is the last day of my giveaway. And I am giving away CBT Nuggets one year to CBT Nuggets uh, subscription, which is awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a trainer. I, I grew up on CBT Nuggets. <laughs> I, I became a network engineer watching them. So excellent stuff tomorrow. Um, and let me see. Let's answer some questions. And again, I don't have any, uh, any, any uh, admins or any uh, moderators helping me just yet. So if you have a good question, or just want to answer, want me to answer any question, type it up again so I can see it. But let me see. So uh, Adrian Castaneda said, I was offered a job in Cisco Systems uh, and they're not entry level, but it's uh, one day from my hometown. So I'm going to say have a one day travel. Uh, since Cisco, since it is Cisco, would you recommend moving? I have no experience in IT, only CCNA. My parents don't agree. That's a tough one. Uh, I mean, because you, you hate to move away, but I would say if there's not much opportunity where you are in your hometown, 
uh, I think you might have to move. And if it's Cisco, I mean, I, I've never worked for Cisco. I've always wanted to, and I have had the opportunity to work for Cisco. Um, I've interviewed a few times. I, I think once you get a job at Cisco, you're pretty much set. You can go anywhere after that. So man, the opportunity plus just access to Cisco and being around Cisco and you'll learn really quick at the knock. So without knowing any more about you, uh, just from my perspective, I would say go for it because I know the opportunity is real. It's amazing. Uh, but hey, your parents know me, know you better than I do. <laughs> but just from pure like ambition uh, standpoint, go for it because that, that's pretty cool. If I could have gotten a job on a knock at Cisco uh, early on in my career, I would have done it. I would have jumped at it. Uh, let me jump down to the bottom here. Geo said he's going for a C-Sense uh, on January 3rd. Any quick advice on the final cram? Honestly, Geo, I haven't taken a C-Sense in, when do I get certified? Oh, I haven't taken it in like six years. <laughs> so um, I guess my last advice, re refresh me, is subnetting pretty heavy in the C-Sense? I think it is, right? So I would practice your subnetting. If you're not already like a boss at it, get on subnetting practice. Um, design networks yourself just really really get a good handle so you can do it with your eyes closed because uh, they, they do give you a whiteboard to write it out but you don't want to have to do that you want to be able to do it in your head so quickly and um and whatever technologies there are in, in the uh, c-sense lab it up as best you can labbing reinforces those concepts so tightly in your brain you want you want it to be a part of your brain <laughs> that's pretty much all i can offer you there So Kren KOTTV, or I think I butchered your name. He failed a season two years ago. Haven't been back to it since, but he's already been a network admin for eight years, though. And that's that's the thing about certifications, too. I mean, they they will get you in the door. They're fantastic, but you don't always need them either. I'm, I'm a big fan, but hey, he's been doing network engineering for eight years. More power to you, man. So Simon Lee is asking about uh, CompTIA. In which cert would you recommend going with the CCNA? Um, so that's a tough one. So I just made a video about CompTIA. Uh, Network Plus with the CCNA won't do you any good. Because um, CCNA assumes you know everything about Network Plus. Uh, Security Plus is always a good one with CompTIA. Security Plus mainly because um, it's a great intro to security. Really great, gets a good brief overview of a bunch of things. And also it's a requirement for a lot of government jobs, um, a lot of job, jobs in the DOD, Department of Defense, and it's it's a standard for a lot of companies. So that one what I would recommend. Um, the A+, they're refreshing the A+, next year, I think in January. And uh, I've been talking to CompTIA about it. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. So if, if you love hardware, like. PCs and, and building stuff and you do want to, if you do any of that in your job or you want to the a plus is a good one but if you have your CCNA and you're wanting to become a network engineer and you don't want to be on the desk desktop support team security plus is the only one I would really really look at uh, and maybe maybe the Linux plus uh, not because it's valuable by itself but because when you get the Linux plus I think you get the LPIC one baked in which is another vendor neutral uh, Linux certification so you, if you get one or the other you get both so that's that's killer and linux is awesome 
I, I've been contemplating getting uh, my Linux Plus and the LPIC. All right, so looking through a few comments here. Uh, Christian Chan asks, um, AWS, can you work remotely? I would love to stay in my country and still do networking. Well, really, yeah, I think the way it is now, you can do any job remotely. Um, it just depends on the culture of the company. That's all it is. I mean, AWS, by design, is a remote <laughs> kind of situation because you're putting your stuff in the cloud. So all the work you'll be doing as a AWS engineer or network engineer with AWS will be kind of remote. Uh, so I, it's just going to depend on the company. Um, when I was looking for a remote job and I was trying to be a network engineer remote, I just I had on my resume because um, I, I was happy where I was at. Honestly, I loved my current job. And I, I had on my resume, I'm only going to look for a new job if it's fully remote. And I would get job offers like that, or not offers, but interview requests saying, hey, this is a full remote job. So there isn't any one particular um, IT skill or path that I think will help you be remote. It's going to be completely about the company and their, their philosophy on working remote. That's all it is. Let's see. So I just saw a comment about Microsoft certs, but it just escaped me. So uh, Chris Aviles8 says, do I need Microsoft certs or Active Directory to become a network engineer? Um, it depends. <laughs> Honestly, it does. And, and this is the other advice I would give anybody who uh, is curious about network engineering and is worried about how it's changing is, if you look at a lot of network engineer job descriptions, and if you look on Indeed or LinkedIn, and you look for all the all the job uh, placement stuff, you'll see on there that they don't just list CCNA anymore. Like it used to be that you could just be a network engineer, just no routing and switching, and that was your job. It's It's been changing a lot. Then when you don't know DevOps, sometimes, larger companies, uh, smaller companies want you to know a bunch of stuff. They want you to know Microsoft. They want you to know maybe some Linux, just depending on what they have. So I think it depends on what kind of engineer you want to be. If you want to be an engineer who only works on maybe one area of technology, so maybe routing and switching Cisco and then the other vendors, uh, no, it's not required to know Microsoft. But if you want to work for a company, small to mid-sized, which they, they're so fun to work with. They really are. I love working for those kind of companies. If you work for those type of companies, you might have to be a jack of all trades where you'll be a backup for the system systems admin. You'll know a bit of Microsoft. And I think a Microsoft cert would really help you. I think having an MCSA with a CCNA makes you a powerhouse. I think it, it really will help you out. I mean, I've, I'm actually eyeing some Microsoft certs right now. I love Microsoft. I love the server stuff. I mean, I, I've got a couple uh, 2012 servers in my environment. I, I love it. And I love what they're doing. I, I love that they just came out with their own uh, Linux OS. Um, and it's it's heavy in Azure, their cloud platform. So I think it's only going to help you to, to get Microsoft certs. They're right up there. All right. Um, so this is a good question from uh, DKNYT. He said, would you agree that who you know is more important than what you know? People need to also put effort into people networking, i.e. LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I, th I think so. Uh, because you can be the smartest guy in the world, 
Um, but if if you have some dummy over here that knows the, the the manager at the company you're trying to get a job at, that dummy's going to get the job before you. Sometimes, not all the time. But yeah, it's it really comes down to who you know a lot of the time. Um, I know if, if you're in the IT industry for any amount of time, you're, you're going to get contacts. And most IT guys, when they make a, a role change or they jump to a different company, it's because they know someone. <laughs> That's really all it is. I can't tell you how many times people will just, like at my last company or company before that. Actually, no, my last company. <laughs> my last company, uh, one guy went to another company. And before I know it, three guys followed him. It's just, it's all about connections. So yes, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Networking really is about networking. It's, it, that's, that's huge. So that's why it's, it's great to go to as many um, networking groups as you can. So Cisco Live is great because Cisco Live, you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to be sitting next to on the bus. I mean, when I was at Cisco Live, I was sent there by Cisco to learn about um, DNA Center and to and make videos about that. Uh, but on, on the way to the convention center one day, I was on the bus and just a bunch of geeky network engineers like myself. And I, the guys sitting next to me were kind of chatting and he's, he's on the DNA team at Cisco and we're, we're just talking away. And that's a contact for me. So yeah, you never know who you're going to meet when you go to these events. Um, another one, like I always talk about is the DFW Cisco users group. They have Cisco users groups in, in different areas across the country, I believe. So hit those up if you can. And if there isn't one, start one. Seriously, that would be cool too. Yeah. Love your comment, dude. That yeah, networking, people, very important. All right, let's see. <laughs> networking is about networking. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Thanks for quoting me. Um, let's see. Yeah, Brian uh, concurred what I said. Uh, Sixteen years in IT, and I will say my connections are my most important asset. It's kind of funny. You'll notice that. And it's actually, it's pretty scary too. Like if, if you ever get a new IT manager or a new CIO or something, I always get nervous if I'm, if I'm like, I was there before because normally they come in and they, they clean house, they bring in their own people. So yeah, wherever you are right now, if you're at a job, get to know your, your people you're working with, build relationships, go to happy hours because, oh my gosh, what, what IT guys really miss sometimes. And this is why I, if you guys saw David Bommel's video today, he kind of re, 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 uh, refuted the number one skill I said you need in IT. He said the number one skill you need is uh, learning, the ability to learn and to love learning and picking up new things. I, I think that's the number two skill. I think it is. But the number one skill I think is, and I, I call it customer service, but really I just, I labeled it that because I was trying to talk to people who, are working for Starbucks and stuff. Uh, but it's really just the skill of learning how to deal with people, knowing how to talk with people. That skill will change your career, really. You, you can be the greatest um, network architect in the world, but if you don't know how to, to socialize with your coworkers, if you don't know how to talk to your boss, um, you're going to be in trouble because I, this is how the world works, guys. If someone likes you, they're going to give you stuff. They're, they're going to help you out. If someone doesn't like you, it doesn't matter how smart you are. I'm sorry. So learning how to be light, um, learning how to talk to people, that's, a, that's an extremely valuable skill. All right, we got a super chat from Jeffrey Scheffel. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Jeffrey. I said, Chuck, after getting my CCNA, should I get another CCNA, AWS, VCP, or study Python? 
that, my good sir, is a loaded question because, <laughs> uh, man, I, I, it really for for you it depends on what type of job you want to get. Um, I think you can't go wrong with getting AWS. AWS would be such an, a valuable asset to your CCNA, um, especially if you, if you want to work for Amazon or um, if you want to work for the cutting edge companies who are putting their stuff in AWS. Um, VCP, that would be a great one as well. VCP is, I'll actually be talking about that tomorrow in my video. Tomorrow I'm interviewing, uh, or I ha already have it set up, my dad, because he has a VCP, he's a VMware engineer, and we kind of talked through that. So catch that video tomorrow. Uh, BCP, uh, it, I think it takes like a $5,000 class to actually get your BCP. Uh, and then you asked about Python. I think you should study Python whenever you get a chance. So if you just got your, after you get your CCNA, this is what um, Hank Preston recommends from Cisco. Take a break, learn the basics of Python. Not enough to be like a boss, but just learn the basics. Enough to feel comfortable with it and not be scared when you see a bit of Python script. Just become a little bit familiar with it. Maybe automate what you did in CCNA. Maybe create a little CCNA automation lab. And then um, AWS, because Python can be used in AWS. Uh, and VCP, man, VMware is doing some killer things. Uh, VMware, and I, I'm, I might talk about this a little bit tomorrow, uh, but VMware, they have what's called a VXLAN, or not VXLAN, uh, what is it called? NSX, <laughs> NSX, which is like the Cisco ACI competitor. Uh, it's basically all virtualized routing and switching in the data center. And uh, they remove any need for any other vendor. It's just all VMware. And you can get a specialized cert and just networking from VMware, which is pretty killer. So to answer your question, um, I'm, I'm really curious about AWS. I think AWS would be really, really cool to get. I know my brother, who just got a CCNA, is uh, working on his AWS um, certified cloud practitioner and then jumping into the uh, Cloud Solutions Architect Associate. So, uh, yeah, uh, I recommend AWS. But before you do that, before you jump into any one of those, do a quick survey of the jobs available where you are because it's not going to be valuable to you if no one around you is hiring for AWS. But it will be valuable if someone's hiring VCP in your area. Uh, so just do a quick survey of that. Uh, see what's going on in your market. Maybe call up a recruiter and say, hey, recruiter, what do you guys need? What are you looking for? I would go with that. All right. So my wife is telling me that uh, my dinner's ready. So I'm going to answer two more questions and then I'm out. So I'm going to look through and try to pick some questions here. So I'll try to go live more often. So if you have more questions, I will answer them in the next live video. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to pick some good ones here. Not that there's any bad questions, but I want to pick a question that will apply to a lot of people. Okay, so Carlos Rivera says um, he's... He's going for a CC, or he just got a CCNA routing switching. He's trying to find, um, trying to get into CCNA security. Uh, he can't find a good book. Um, well, I always go with the Cisco official certification guide for, for any any of the tracks. Um, some are really great. Some are kind of crappy. But you, if you need a good book, go with the official certification guide. I always recommend for whatever certification you're going for, get a good video series, a good book, good labs. And then even if you want to, you know, for bonus points, get the, the a good practice exam. Yeah, get, get the OCG, the official certification guide put out by Cisco Press. That's usually the best option. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, we got a super chat, so I guess this will be my last question. Um, Demir said, I want to thank you for the super chat. How would you go about obtaining a mentor? I work in a technical operations department at Comcast, but I want to eventually maneuver myself up in the engineering department. So I, I did this for myself. I, if in case you don't know that about me, um, when I was trying to work my way up in the company, I, I picked the network engineer. I said, hey, uh, I want to I be you. So can I shadow you? Can I help you out in any way? So I think it starts out with figure out a way how you can provide value to the engineer. Um, I told my, I told the same thing to my brother. He was um, working for a very large financial company on their help desk. That was his first like real real corporate IT job. And uh, I told him, hey, and, and this was a big company, so the networking team was very siloed. Like they they never saw them the help desk. So I said, hey, when you get a chance, find the network engineer and hound them. Say, hey, can can I help you in any way? I want to learn what you're doing. If you need any help in any projects, if, if you want me to do the grunt work that you hate, if you want me to hold a router up so you can rack it, let me know. And it, it worked out for him actually. So they started taking him to the data center and he would, and this is what was really cool for him is uh, he would go to the data center with them. He would shadow them. He would be there. And you know, when something would go wrong as it often does, and they would get Cisco tack on the phone and be hours and hours. Um, he would get credit for being there. Not that he got paid extra because that, that wasn't part of it, but he just, he got the, 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 the good deed credit to hire uh, the, all the higher ups. So when they had like a team meeting, uh, he told me they would say, Oh, and thanks to Cameron for showing the initiative and going and helping out uh, the network engineer. So-and-so it, it makes you look really good. So in finding a mentor, I would start out with figure out a way to offer them value. Um, Cause obviously you're going to get something out of the relationship. You are going to get something out of it. You need to show them how it'll be valuable for them too. So that's what I would do. And maybe if, if that doesn't work out for you, maybe approach your boss, your IT manager, or even go higher and say, hey, I'm really inter interested in, in, in moving up in the company. Can I, can I mentor anybody? I know the last company I worked for, just before I left, we started a mentorship program to where everybody in the engineering team, if, um, if anybody on the help desk wanted to learn about network engineering, or, or system administration or, or programming that we could be assigned them and they, we would be their mentor. So I, I actually did that for somebody else and it was really cool. And essentially we were looking for somebody to move up because a lot of IT companies or a lot of IT departments, uh, you don't want to hire from the outside. You do when you have to, but really we want to find talent on the help desk on the, on the bottom level because we, we can see how you work. So we, we already, we can already see if you have the social skills and you have the temperament to not freak out and lose your mind if something goes down and, and we can, we can build you up and teach you from the ground up. So that's really what people look for. So yeah, that's, that, that would be what I would do. Provide value. And um, if you don't have access to any of the networking team, talk to your manager, see if he'll set up a mentorship program because Hey, companies, they love to promote from within. They love providing the type of value. So that would be my advice. And on that, I think that's all I pretty much have for today, guys. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, for the David Bumble contest, real quick, I forgot to add this. Um, to win, you must be a subscriber of David Bumble on YouTube. So I'll have that in my uh, description on the, uh, on the video and everything. So don't forget to enter that contest. Five, entry, or five people will win a subscription to davidbumble.com, which is a pretty killer thing. And those Live Labs things, that just sounds so stinking cool. And uh, that's about it. 
Thank you everyone who offered the super chat and uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. And speaking of mentorship, I want to add this one thing. I, I won't call it officially. I, I won't call it officially a mentorship, but with the CBT Nuggets subscription, the person who wins that tomorrow, I will be f- checking in with you to see how you're doing and kind of provide providing maybe not, I guess, I guess a mentorship and also offering that, um, that motivation and kind of keeping you accountable. So I, I, it's not going to be like where I hound you, but I do want to know how you're doing. So whoever wins that, that'll be fun. <laughs> so be prepared for that. <laughs> well, guys, that's about it. Uh, any more questions, let me know about down below um, afterwards. I'll see if I can answer them. If not, catch me on the next live stream. I'll try to do more of these because they're pretty fun. I'm having fun. Well, see you tomorrow.